It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. A legendary voice in D.C. sports, one of the best dudes I know. Kevin Sheehan joins us next on the State of the Commanders, and boy, do we have a state of something going on around here. That's next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Our Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. David Harrison is out for this particular edition. I'm Chris Russell, and we will have our special guest, Kevin Sheehan, coming up in just a moment. But first, we tell you that this edition of LOC is brought to you by Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off of $500 purchase. Use the code locked on at checkout. So that is nice. Thank you for making us your first listen and watch of the day. Uh, and again, joining us right here and right now is the host of the Kevin Sheehan show on the team 980 and the Odyssey app, where of course you can hear all of the locked on commanders podcasts on that Odyssey app, uh, from six to nine and as well the Kevin Sheehan podcast. Uh, and it is the aforementioned Kevin Sheehan. Hello, Mr. Sheehan. How are you, sir? Christopher, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's good to see you. I don't get to see you very often. No, I don't see you You work in the morning. I work in the afternoon. Right. You know, you work from Maryland. I work from Virginia. So it's very rare that we get to actually see each other. So thank goodness for technology. Yes. Well, we used to see each other every day there for a few years. Right. And we both got sick of each other. So maybe this is the way to do it. (laughs) <laughs> kind of like with spouses, it's better when one spouse travels a lot. That seems to work for a lot of marriages. Yeah, Chris, I, hear I hear you. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for doing this, uh, and uh, I truly mean it. You know, I, I listen. So, you know, I, I listen to your radio show pretty much every day on Rewind because I, I don't get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, right, because I always want to hear what the brain of Kevin Sheehan is thinking. Right. And, and, and there's plenty of times that, you know, I'm like, hmm, OK, I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I, I see a different perspective. And then there's plenty of times where I'm like, OK, if Kevin thinks that, then I'm in pretty good, reasonable thinking and thought process to think the way I think, because a lot of times we see uh, things the same way. Uh, so, uh, again, I want to encourage everybody to listen to both your radio show, either live or on Odyssey Rewind, uh, or, uh, of course, the Kevin Sheehan Show podcast. Um, so before we get really into the nitty-gritty, you've been doing this for a long time, Kevin. Is this some of the most challenging audio production, radio, podcast times that, that you've had and you remember out of all the challenging times covering the Washington Commanders, Redskins, football team, whatever, because of the the deep-rooted legal issues and 
the heavy now involvement in government. Is this some of the most challenging radio or audio production that you can remember having to put forward? Because it's not as simple as, hey, Carson Wentz this or Taylor Heineke that. Um, I don't think so, because I think it's actually a blessing with content every day, you know, and content that actually is pretty stimulating, you know, and provocative and, you know, and, and, and things that people want to hear about. My, my bigger concern is just how much the fan base has eroded, you know, like if we were right now, you know, get past the draft, you know, like it's Andy Poland's old saying. Everybody's got one show in them, but try, like, early July by yourself right. for three or four hours and see, you know, in what we do. But we've had so much content um, with this team. You know, I, it's it's not my favorite kind of content. I'd rather be talking about games and, 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 a, and a team that's competitive. I think the bigger concern I have, I think that people that have built up audiences, you know, over the last – 10, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever, you know, if they've got that following and those people will be there, even if they're not as big in terms of the teams, you know, in, in their passion for the team anymore, because a lot of the same people that had the passion that I had five years ago, 10, 10 years ago, it's not there anymore. Right. You know, right. especially as you were coming into the beginning of this locked on commanders, what the hell is that? Seriously, you know, and, and that hurts a little bit. You know, that stings yeah. a little bit. It feels like something completely foreign, but um, it's still, as you and I both know, it would be much better if the team were good and competitive in winning. That's something the team never has understood for some reason. Right. You know, as we've been in, involved in the back and forths with them over the years, they've not, never understood if we were doing what we were doing for the last 20 years – in Boston, it would have been a lot more lucrative, you know, with all the winning. Um, but I think my there's content always. It's not positive content, you know, uh, content. But that's what they're doing. But it gives us something to talk about. It makes it doing. It makes it easier to do. I just get concerned that eventually people are really going to care so little about the team that even the offshoots of that, which is sports talk radio and blogs and, you know, that people will become less interested in those formats and the discussion of it in those formats. I hope that doesn't happen, um, but, it, you know, it could if people really checked out in mass. Well, I, you know, I think to some degree it it has happened, and it just kind of, like, goes with the flow. It's it's an ebb and flow. I mean, uh, but, but the reason I guess I asked – about the complicated nature is I, I think a lot of times it's it's not what A, fans care about, and B, what what fans and even a lot of media, quite honestly, understand and understand well. Like, we understand football, right? And some of us do better than others. And, I mean, you're one of the most analytical, sharp, savvy football minds. And I don't say that because you're my friend and you're here. Okay. I truly, truly, truly believe that and always have thought that. Um, where it as – you know, again, this area is such a gray, murky area. I think the one thing that's in it for the fans that makes it relevant, super relevant to the fans, is the possibility of getting rid of Dan Snyder, which many yeah. fans, of course, want. Right. That's the big thing. I mean, that's the end goal here. I mean, I, I think a lot of – I think you're right. I mean, there's a lot of this stuff we don't 
understand. But, you know, we all have been consumers and we all, you know, realize that not every business that you put a security deposit down Mm -hmm. is it easy to get it back. You know, a lot of this stuff that we read, you know, last week from Jason Friedman is relatable in some ways. Um, And at the end of the day, Snyder is only going to be ousted if the other owners oust them, not if the Federal Trade Commission ousts them. They can't do that. They don't have that power. The attorney generals don't have that power to oust them from being an owner. Only the owners can do that. Now, all of this could lead to, like, one of these situations that's just not tolerable anymore. And for him and his family, maybe. I mean, at this point, how do they have any fun owning this team? I mean, he's the most toxic, most disliked person in the history of our town that isn't a politician. And the other owners don't like him either. So, you know, for so many of these guys, it's like a a vanity play. And the vanity plays are supposed to be fun. I don't know how they could be having any fun. It can't be easy for the family. It hasn't been easy for the family for for a while, I'm sure. Um, And maybe he'll choose to sell it. It's kind of been a hunch that I've had for a little while. Or maybe the other owners, owners will come to him and say, you know, this lucrative market is down to nothing now. Right. You gotta, you gotta move on. You're, you're the problem. And even if you don't think so, you leaving will help fix the problem. And oh, by the way, how are you gonna get anybody to give you a dollar for a new stadium? You know, nobody wants to do business with you. And that's a big part of this too, the new stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are they gonna do? Throw a coat of paint on, on FedEx Field and play there for, you know, another 10 years beyond 2027? So I'm starting to feel like the pressure may be coming for him to, be asked to sell or willingly sell. I mean, he would walk with well over $4 billion. Right. I mean, that's a pretty good upside. Um, but I don't know that any of this stuff is going to force him out. I hope I'm wrong. I, I've always felt it's kind of the not one incident or one report or one yeah. allegation. It's the summation of the, you know, the parts, right? And like you said, he can't be having much fun, even if, he really, really, really wants to reverse course and, and win a championship and do things right and get rid of the stigma on his name. And that's the one thing that I think I wonder would be preventing him from doing something like you're suggesting, which I think makes all the sense in the world. And I've long thought about and said whatever is if he does sell, if he does quit, if you will, take his ball and go home, regardless of the money he gets and regardless of how he can live his life on old Lady S off the south of France, uh, the bottom line is, is, you know, he, we already know he's going to go down as the worst owner in D.C. sports history, but if he, like, part of me thinks, like, if, if I could just stay here long enough to win a Super Bowl, they'll love me, they'll embrace me, they'll buy into me, you know, you know what I'm saying? And that's what's keeping him here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, his fantasy probably is to get redemption by winning a Super Bowl with the coach she picked in the coach-centric system and, mm-hmm. and, and, be, and be almost, you know, lauded for, uh, you know, making decisions that led to that. But that's not going to happen, you know, as long as he owns the team. We've got a 22-and-a-half-year track record now. They've had Marty Schottenheimer in the organization, Joe Gibbs, Mike Shanahan. This is the latest of the resume coaches to be in here. They've got, you know, they, they, they tried giving, you know, Mike more control. They, now they're giving him more control. They've given him general managers. As long as he's there, 
It'll never happen unless, and this is the big unless, they were to somehow stumble on to, like, the next greatest quarterback in right. the NFL. Yeah. Because that's the one thing that can really cover up the smell uh, of, of some of, of bad ownership. Um, well, that yeah. hasn't happened in 25 years. So no. The chances but are. The Ursays were lucky to get Peyton yeah. Manning. You know, and that changed things. Now, Bill Polian was their GM, but the Ursays were a poorly run outfit for years. And Washington now is at the bottom of the barrel of all pro sports franchises. You know, they're there with the Knicks and some of the really horrible run franchises. And, you know, if you're hoping that somehow Snyder fixes it, you're in la-la land. That's what we've been hoping for 12 when we really got the sense that this was a bad ownership situation and the fish was rotting from the head down, you know, call it 2004, 5, 6, we've been hoping for things to turn around, but now, you know, it's just not going to happen without a quarterback. So the, the big picture is terrible ownership, no quarterback. So you've got no hope in this particular business. It's a, no. bad, com- it's a bad combination, especially yeah, if you, you can have uh, a good season – every once in a while, but you're never going to be a sustained winner. Never. That's Kevin Sheehan, host of the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app, 6 to 9, Monday through Friday, and as well the Kevin Kevin Sheehan Show podcast available wherever you get uh, your podcast. Kevin does a great job, longtime voice in Washington, D.C., and one of the smartest dudes. Uh, I know back with him in a moment right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. All right, guys, how important is the special mom in your life or your own mama? That's a question that you have to ask. Well, BlueNile.com answers it in this way. With fine jewelry options for every mom, shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets that will make her gasp with happiness, or gemstone pendant necklaces that will make everyone ooh and ah. Celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. If you're looking for that special something but having trouble choosing, well, here's the great news. Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Guys, you know it's Mother's Day coming up soon, not too far away, with something endearing, you can celebrate this annual tradition, this annual holiday, a classic diamond stud earring set, elegant tennis bracelets, birthstone pendants, and so much more at BlueNile.com. On BlueNile.com, you can easily navigate thousands of fine jewelry options at every single price point, no matter what it is. Again, BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler since 1999. They've helped millions of couples and people and families celebrate the perfect engagement ring and or the perfect piece of jewelry. They are committed to ensuring the highest ethical standards that are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. This Mother's Day, give mom or the special woman in your life something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Commanders listeners, get $50 off a $500 purchase. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships for free. 
and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Celebrate Mother's Day at BlueNile.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, back with Kevin Sheehan here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Again, you can listen to Kevin Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app, and as well, the Kevin Sheehan Show podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. All right, so, Kev, I mean, clearly the ownership situation, the legal stuff, clearly the, the, the number one story. But from a football operations standpoint, I know how much you are passionate about this. You talk to Ron Rivera every Friday during this past season on your show. You get a sense, of course, you know, from talking to people, um, what people are all about. I, you know, I, I think Ron is, has done a reasonably good job as a head coach. Uh, I think they play hard. Uh, certainly, um, I, I think a lot of people are, are down that, you know, they're not a sexy and exciting offense. He realized he needed a quarterback, whether Carson Wentz is that answer or not. Your level of faith in Ron Rivera entering year three and this coaching staff, maybe on a scale of one to ten, is what? A seven, which I think is really complimentary. I like Ron. I like when they hired Ron. I always loved the way his teams, I always felt like they were well-coached, disciplined, tough teams at Carolina. But, you know, he's in an S-show of an organization, something he couldn't even anticipate. I'm sure he was warned by everybody, right. you know, up, down one side, up the other, um, about what it was like to work for Snyder. But right when he got here, he got cancer. The team lost its name. The sexual harassment stories started coming out. And it's been nonstop for his first two years. You know, he's been asking everybody to kind of forget the past, and move on, but but the past keeps rearing its ugly head, you know, because, and it will, it'll continue to do that as long as Snyder owns the team. Um, but I do kind of like him. Like, I think, in the same way that I like Mike, like, I think these are re- these are good coaches. Mike was a better coach. Mike's a borderline, I think mm-hmm. he should be a Hall of Fame coach. Yes, he should. Um, and, and he had a phenomenal staff. I'm not sure you could do better than what they have right here. I think they kind of outkicked their coverage when they hired him. Yep. Um but, you know, in, in the court, if you're ranking him, he's, you know, maybe in the upper third, but on the, you know, somewhere around 13 to 15 in terms of head coaches, maybe many people would have him, you know, lower than that. Uh, but I don't know. He's got to get a quarterback. I mean, so, they, some would argue, well, well, let me ask you this. Some would argue that the reason why they've only won 14 games in his first two years is because of Ron. Would you, you would argue opposite of that, correct? That that yeah, maybe they I, I won 14 they, games because of because of Ron in a positive way. I think they, you know, you said it. Like they play hard, 
Um, that first year started off as a disaster, mm-hmm. and then they turned it around. They were lucky that the you know strong finish ended in a playoff berth because right. of the division. But even last year, I mean, you know that that could have been an zero and eight start, and then they got it going and they won four in a row. And you know, I do think they're right to a certain extent that COVID and injuries, you know, over those final few games really derailed. Not a run to the postseason. I don't think that would have happened. But it derailed more competitive efforts. You know, they wouldn't have gotten beat 56 to 14 four days after they had played a Tuesday afternoon game or a Tuesday night game in Philadelphia when they got run by Dallas the night after Christmas. I don't think they would have beaten Dallas. Um, but uh, I think that they played hard. I think that, you know, there are times where, you know, we nitpick some of the in-game stuff, you know, some of that stuff isn't always great. Here's my one wish for Ron and everybody there. I wish Ron were more like Jack because Jack, I don't think, gives a crap about what anyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. And he says very little. And I know Ron's got the responsibility of marketing the team and getting people interested because they they need that. They, they've got to market this team. There are people that don't care. They've got to get more people interested in buying tickets, but I wish he weren't so media sensitive, you know, I I don't Mm -hmm. think, I think that is way below him and he needs to just worry about building a football team and winning and not worried about what we think if they were to draft a young quarterback. Remember he had that line, you guys going to give me time. It's not for us to give you time. You know, you shouldn't hear any of the stuff that we say or, that Barry writes or that Sally writes. It's, it's not, it's not relevant. It shouldn't be relevant for him. That would be the one um, piece of advice that I would give him that I, that I remember giving to Jay and gave to Mike at one point when we had the old studio and you'd run into him more often, you know, at the park, it's like, don't give two craps about what we are saying or callers are saying. It's just not that important. You're in, in an age now, social media, sports talk radio, it's different. You're also in a bigger market, you know, than you've been in uh, before. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that would be the one thing. But I think, I think Ron and his staff have done a decent job. Not a great job, but a decent job. And I do like him. I think he's a quality person, and they ne- they've needed more of those in the organization. Yeah, he, he, he's like a maybe – a, a a goodwill ambassador slash head coach slash front man for, you know, basically, um, I don't know, like a band that, you know, has got a lot of friction and, and is maybe, you know, about to split apart at the seams and has had some success, you know, that type of thing. I mean, I, I don't know if Ron can – I know this. Ron can't just concentrate on being a head coach and a general manager or the top personnel guy in the organization because of all the other nonsense uh, that he's got to go through. Uh, Kevin Sheehan with us, Kevin Sheehan Show podcast, Kevin Sheehan Show, Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Um, all right, so let me let, let me get to this, and then we'll take another quick break, and then we'll finish up on a couple of draft things. Um, the Carson Wentz deal, you've talked about it, I've talked about it, we've all talked about it, ad nauseum. If they were to – Ron has intimated this. If they were to – give him a, a legitimate bona fide contract extension, say, uh, before the regular season starts or even halfway through the regular season, 
before they know what the first full season ends up as, statistically and team-wise, how big of a mistake would that be in your eyes? Well, if you're talking about midway through the season, it would be a massive mistake because they've got two years left with right. control of him. So the, the if they really were 100% sure about Carson Wentz, they would have already restructured him. That way they wouldn't have had to cut Matt Ioannidis and Eric Flowers. And that way they'd have more room for McLaurin. Um, there's going to be room for McLaurin anyway once, right. you know, you get by June 1 with the Landon Collins deal. Right. But I just think that they, he can say all he wants about, you know, he gave that answer a few weeks ago. You guys have all the questions. I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Because if you didn't, you would have restructured his, his contract right. to create more cap space this year and kept Eric Flowers or kept Matt Ioannidis. Um and or, or had more room to do more in free agency. They're in hope mode with him, which, by the way, is totally reasonable. Like, why would you be sure of Carson Wentz when two pretty good organizations have said a loud no to him and both spent significantly for him, and they cut their losses early, too, and at great expense. So... If that's not a red flag for even an average fan, um, then then you're really naive. I, I they're hoping they're hoping that he this is the right situation and that he gets comfortable and he plays well and he becomes a better leader or locker room guy or whatever those flaws were that were um, you know magnified you know especially when he wasn't playing well at the end of the year in Philly or in Indianapolis, but they're in hope mode. And in hope mode, you're not restructuring his deal. Because if you restructure his deal, you take on dead cap, mo- uh, dead cap money in 2023 and 2024, which one of the benefits of this deal is that was if that, it doesn't work, you right. can cut him loose at the end of this year without any pain. Absolutely. Kevin just mentioned Terry McLaurin, uh, and also we got to get his thoughts on a couple of guys that are visiting the Inova Sports Performance Center in Ashburn, Virginia, the commander's facility, whatever you want to call it these days. Uh, coming up next in our final couple of minutes with Kevin Sheehan right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. All right, we know as we hit mid-April and really past – that everybody has pretty much given up on their New Year's resolutions, the dieting, the whole exercise thing, right? Life has settled down. Life is busy. You got your taxes. You got kids going to soccer games, baseball games. You got graduations. You got everything going on, right? Mother's Day. Uh, and there's a really big challenge in terms of eating right and in terms of taking care of your body. One way you guys can always help yourself out is by grabbing a built bar or if you want, Built Bar Puffs. That's right. The first ever protein-infused marshmallow. How about that? Again, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful flavors like yummy cinnamony churro. Also, coconut marshmallow and my favorite, banana cream pie. Oh, banana cream pie. Oh, so good. They are going to be your favorite. Or if you prefer the traditional Built Bars, we're always coming up with new and different, unique flavors at Built Of course, they're low calorie, uh, low in sugar, high in protein, low in net carbs, and you just want to bite into one and bite into one and keep going because they are delicious and they're good for you. Again, whether you like mint brownie, that's David's favorite, or new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. 
Again, they're all delicious. New flavors coming out all the time. Uh, check out BuiltBar.com as they're always tinkering and always coming up with something special just for you. Again, Built.com, and while you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order by using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, back here with Kevin Sheehan as we wrap up. All right, Kev, you mentioned Terry McLaurin. We found out on Monday through Adam Schefter that he is not going to participate, at least as of right now, in the on-field work, which begins in a couple of weeks. Right now it's just, you know, weightlifting and meetings, that type of thing, being around the building, building team chemistry. But he's going to be there. I think that is, uh, and I know you talked about this, I think that is a good sign that Terry, good faith, wants to be here, but also wants to protect himself, right? Yeah, I, I think that, for me, the big takeaway when I heard this was, well, he wants to sign a long-term deal here. You know, a lot of people have been convinced that that was the case, but we weren't sure. You know, we weren't sure that he wasn't going to ask for a trade. I didn't think that would happen. Or wait a year to become an unrestricted free agency and force the tag. Um, and by the way, if he does sign up a contract extension here before camp or sometime before camp, which I think is is probable, that's back-to-back years that Ron Rivera has been able to sign yep. two of their best four or five players on the team, and they're two culture guys more than anybody else, John Absolutely. Allen and Terry McCorn. So I think it's important that they continue this trend of signing the really good players, and by the way, the really good guys, because um, Ron's talked about culture forever. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll get done, and I think it was good news that Terry wants a deal. By the way, he wants to get paid, too. Yes. I mean, this is not totally selfless. Like, no. um, and, and people that are saying, well, I don't like that, that he's holding out. He's not holding out of anything. He's going to be present at these, you know, off-season activities. You know, that's, that's what a leader does. He just doesn't want to put himself at risk for injury until they get the contract extension done. I just want it done quickly before DK Metcalf gets his, before Debo Samuel gets his, and the market for those 2019 non-first-round receivers goes even higher than it already is. You know, because yeah. he's not hes not Tyreek Hill, we know that. He's not Devontae Adams, we know that. I mean, part of that is because he hasn't had a legitimate quarterback, but right. before the market explodes for the guys that he is clustered with, those guys that I just mentioned – that's why this is so important and such a big deal. So hopefully they'll surprise us and get it done even before training camp and before some of those deals uh, come in. Uh, they are they they went to uh, let's see they went to work out Carson went uh, Carson wins Carson Strong out of Nevada 
on the way to working out uh, Drake London, or I should say Drake London's USC Pro Day, and now apparently they're having Drake London come visit them at the team headquarters. Then we found out on Monday that Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, is going to be there. If I, you know, just using those names, say say it comes down to London versus Kyle Hamilton, right? Both arguably certainly need positions. Both players you could make a reasonable argument for. If it comes down to those two, where is Kevin Sheehan going on draft night? Uh, Kyle Hamilton. Okay. Uh, but but I, I, I'm fine with either one. I'd actually be really fine with, um, uh, with yeah, with Garrett Wilson. If, if Garrett Wilson was the choice, I'd be fine with either one. Because to me, he, he reminds me so much of Stephon Diggs. But anyway. But not, a, not, that, a, not Olave, right? You mentioned Garrett Williams, not Olave at 11, Garrett right? Garrett Wilson, yeah. Right, okay, because yeah, yeah. they've spent yeah, a lot James of time with Will- a lobby. James and Williams might be the top guy because I right. think he would have been without the ACL. Right. Um, and, but I, I think Wilson's the one that I – if you had posed Wilson or Hamilton, I'd be fine with either one. London or Hamilton, I'd probably go Hamilton. But more importantly, I think a couple of things. Number one, it's a deep receiver class. They can get a receiver in the second round. Mm-hmm. Number two – I'm convinced that they're not sitting around that building saying we are desperate for another playmaker or receiver. I think a lot of the fans are, but I think they're very excited about people being healthy like Logan Thomas, Mm -hmm. J.D. McKissick, and Curtis Samuel, and they like De'Ami Brown. They think they really got a good player, and now with a real quarterback who can make every NFL throw, that they've got enough weapons. Not that they pass on another one, if the guy was the highest-rated player on their board. But I think that Hamilton is a guy, Chris, that comes in, he can play in the box, he can play the Buffalo nickel, which, you know, they are more interested in replacing than even the middle linebacker, you know, spot where you're in base only, you know, 20% of the time or whatever. He can play the deep safety. Uh, he, can, he can play in, in deep cover two. He can, he can play deep in cover three. As, as a single high, he can play deep in cover one. He can play in the box. He's 6'4". He is so versatile. And what have we heard Rivera say for two and a half years? Mm-hmm. I love yep. flexibility. Guys that can move around and play different positions. And, by the way, this guy's ready day one right. in the all-important third year, as Ron's called it. So I like I, I don't I, know. I don't would, would you – would you say that – see, to me, I, I know people are making a big deal out of his speed, and, and, and I don't, but, I mean, it is something, right? I, I wouldn't want him necessarily saying, okay, we have to have him in the deep third single high center field safety all the time and range from sideline to sideline because I don't know if that's his strength. If they use him in different ways, like you're suggesting – it makes up for the lack of pure speed because he's got size. He's got great instincts. He's got all the intangibles. He's physical. He tackles. And he's smart, right? And like you said, he's ready. If they use him the right way, I think Kyle Hamilton's an excellent, excellent draft pick. I think day one, he's the Landon Collins replacement. That's yeah. number one. But I think if you watch Notre Dame games last year, then you were surprised he only ran four five nine. Mm-hmm. You know, at the combine or four seven or whatever he ran on his pro day, it doesn't show up on the field because right. he anticipates his instincts are so good. So he's a half step ahead of the four four, the four three five guy anyway. Right. So it really doesn't matter. I mean, not many six four, two hundred twenty pound guys are running four three five, but the four four five guys 
for I don't I don't think anybody has seen lack of speed being an issue on the field. So I think that they would look at it and say, well, if we really want a playmaker, we can get one in the second round. Which, by the way, they brought in a lot of running backs, which is interesting. Um, and this is a, a guy in a position we can't get. I think the bigger issue is I'd be surprised if he's there at 11. I, I mean, I agree with you, but you know how those measurables drive down somebody's speed, uh, somebody's value, yeah. uh, and especially with so many pass rushers, offensive tackles, and then, of course, the great unknown is how many quarterbacks uh, go in the top ten. Listen, Kevin, I have a million other questions for you, but I know we're out of time, uh, and, and i got to get you back on so we can actually talk some more ball uh, after yeah. the draft, but I appreciate uh, you, you doing this, and, um, you know, as always, again, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of yours. You know that. I, I love right. working enough, with you. And... Enough. It's great. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad the podcast is going well. We'll do it. We'll do it again soon. I, I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, let me just say goodbye here to our audience. Thanks, right. guys, for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and watch of the day. Make your second listen to Locked On NFL Draft Podcast with Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, as they bring the NFL draft to life each and every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and the NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. David will be back with another edition coming up next. If you want to hop in, 301-615-3577 or Locked On Washington Commanders at Gmail. For Kevin Sheehan, host of the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app and the Kevin Sheehan Show podcast. And for David Harrison, my partner, uh, who's covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Ned Hurst Show on the Team 980. Uh, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to another, and don't drive like a maniac. And thanks for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.